This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You know, what is it I don't, there's something else I don't, I don't do There's banquets. a lot of things I don't you do don't banquets. do. I, I really try not to do banquets if all possible. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. So you will address me as Stephen A. or Mr. Smith. You won't call me a bona fide scrub and then continue to talk on my damn show. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. It's intercepted by Jacob File and a chance at a house call. File 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Mahomes throws it for the touchdown. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I go to Walmart and get my $18 pair of shoes the last two years, and it's just fine. You like those fine? No Zions for you. No Zions for me. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, rested up after a long weekend, Mr. Steve Sell. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Steve, did you enjoy your weekend? I really did. Do you notice that we're on a little later today than we normal? We are on a little later today. Hey, that auction. How about that auction? Well, I got stuck up at the front desk for the last hour. Yeah. Selling auction. Well, not selling auction collecting. certificates. I was collecting. I was not standing up there saying, hey, we've got 40 here. We've got 40 here. Can I get a 45? Can yeah. I get a 45? Yeah. I was not doing that, but we were processing all of the people that were coming in. You want to know what the max amount of money that I took was? I don't know. There was a, probably the most that anybody bid. $60. Oh, no. It was a lot. Let's put it this way. I was handed... 16 $100 bills. You ever had that much money in your hand? Uh, no. I felt very powerful. Yeah. It it was a nice, nice collection for the person that bid on about 40 items. (laughs) So then I had to write his name on about 40 items and get them all signed and processed. But the auction, of course, a big success. Huge. Did you come in on Saturday while it was going on? No. Why not? I came in before it was on. Oh, okay. Well, you were strategic with I that. I was. A lot of strategery that goes on. Yeah. Well, I know that Mark was very busy in the year on Saturday morning. I know Tammy was, was going oh, strong. Yeah. yeah. That it was a good auction. Yeah. Did you end auction. up buying anything? No, because everybody else bought. There was Well, anything. there's a few items on the not sold list. Are there? Are you interested in any of those? I don't know. You'll, you'll have to take a look at it after the show. Well, it's one of the most successful auctions we've ever had. That's true. I agree. Yeah. One of the best ever. Yeah. May, maybe the best Probably ever. Probably the most promoted auction. We've That's ever true. Had. Very, very well promoted. Yeah. Well, Steve, I've got several things that I would like to talk with you about today. It's a weird week again. This is about our last weird week before things get rolling for football season because... There's still nothing really happening yet. Right. And normally... We're at a dead time. Normally next week would be the start. Of the high school football season. Right, but it's not next week. It's another week after that. It's another week after... Yeah, we are really late this year. Normally it's around the 12th or 13th. It's the 19th. So high school kids, you got two weeks. It sounds like more time at school. Yeah. But this is another one of those down weeks to where... Even on the national scale, nothing really gets going until 
next week. Right. Because everybody will have played a preseason game. College football is knocking on the door. So this is our last week of, of trying to get through right. before the real football grind begins. Tomorrow on the show, Steve, we have a special guest. Who's that? Well, you might know him as The Bus. The Bus? We're going to have The Bus. Okay. Jace Kinneman on the show tomorrow. Okay. We've got all sorts of things to recap with him. Sure. His senior year and setting all the McPherson I football rushing records. Yeah. Pretty much every record that is in the book yeah. was his brother's, and then he ended up passing him. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, so, he, I'm sure he's informed the Kai man that... Uh, your second best. I'm sure he's told him. 3,333 yeah. career rushing Woo! yards. Also, the shot. Is oh, that yeah. what we're going to start calling it? The shot? It was the shot. Heard around Newton, certainly. That's true. <laughs> so we'll have all sorts of things to talk about with the bus before he heads off to Emporia State, before the bus gasses up and, and makes its way east. Right. So we've got that to talk about tomorrow and look forward to. A couple other things I wanted to talk about today that we'll get to here in a minute. Number one, your very good friend, Tom Brady, he signed a contract over the weekend. I saw that. He's going to play till he's, what, 44? 48, 53, 62. Well, you know, he doesn't get hit very often. So no. He, he just stands back here and throws the ball. I want to talk about that. I also want to talk a little bit about the preseason and Patrick Mahomes and what your plan would be if you were the general manager of the Chiefs and what you would want to do, or, or if you were Andy Reid and what you would want to do with the reigning MVP, going into the preseason and potentially playing in four games. I want to talk about all of that. My first question, though, for you, Steve, are you a fan of natural grass or artificial turf? For football? Football. Natural grass. Why is that? I just think it's a lot easier on players. I really do. I just And it's natural. It's the way we grew. We what, grew what if it was unnatural grass? We, well, we grew. I grew up playing football. On the grass and the mud, we'd have neighborhood games. The mud would be flying. My mom would get mad because you know my jeans would get all muddied up, and she, you know, my my knees, you know, just caked in mud. Sure, because you know I plowed ahead for those extra yards. Oh, you were a downhill runner. I was a downhill runner, so uh, you know when I, I was the blur, but you know. Well, I was thinking about that I could this run, weekend. I could power. I could do some inside running, too. The main reason I was thinking about it is that the Arkansas Razorbacks are switching back to natural grass, and so I've just been seeing stuff about that all weekend. But then it got me thinking about Kansas high school football and even KCAC or, or anything local, and it feels like almost every single school in the state now has turf. Well, w- would small, you like the, to see it go back? The smaller schools do not have. Well, at the top classifications, right, six A, five A. There was a long stretch, at least while I was in high school, that every six A school in the state had a turf home field, except for the Olathe schools. While I was going there, because the the Mighty Hawks played on grass. The Mighty Hawks played on dirt. We'll, dirt. we'll put it that way. Well, and and see, at the College Boulevard Activity Center. Yeah, and you know, like McPherson, you couldn't have, you can't have. With everything that goes on at the stadium, you can't have grass. It would be hard. Yeah, well, you or know, impossible. Yeah, in in the old days, we got turf. I believe it was two thousand three. I want to say. Okay. And before then, the field always looked so nice in August. I'd go out there, and you know, the sprinklers would be running, and and they'd be manicuring the field. By about October first, it was dirt. So, turf is the only. You know, when you got, you know, multiple sports, you know, multiple schools. Using the uh, field, you got to have turf. 
So you were a fan of the turf? I don't I don't mind the turf for high school. But if it was going to be your field, and let's say you were in a place where the climate was decent enough to where you could have grass. I'm, I not, like, I'm not saying you have grass in Seattle. I, I like grass. I just I just I, I really do. I just I like the grass. I will say having a turf surface makes life a whole lot easier on maintenance crews. Oh, sure. sure. Think about the amount of money, or maybe not even just that, but the amount of time and the money that is spent to pay people that would be like chalking the lines for right. a football stadium. Yeah. And the amount of time that that and, takes. And those turf fields, you know, you could get three inches of rain, and it goes right through, and you you can't tell it rains. Well, remember during the football season, snow. Yeah. Remember that morning where they were going to play Ark City? Right. And there was just snow all over the field. Right. We went out there at 9 a.m. and thought, man, they're going to have to be throwing through a blizzard tonight. Well, they got all the snow off of there, and the field was dry, and there were no problems with right. wet conditions in the game. And see, that wouldn't have happened with grass. No. It would have been very, very wet. And we would And very, very cold. Right. Well, Steve, I, I wanted to see what you thought. I wanted it to be a little longer conversation. Now, baseball... If you go baseball, I love grass for baseball. I don't like turf. I still like turf. I don't like turf for baseball. Always liked it while I was playing. Yeah. True hop. As an infielder, you like the true hop. Have you ever been to a baseball field where they don't maintain it very well and you don't have true hops well, or I've, the dirt is really I've, bad? I've seen some I've seen some inter- or have yeah, dirt infield. The dirt's bad. That was what our high school practice field was. I took three or four ground balls off a bad hop Ooh. off the eye yeah. during my time as an Olathe East Hawk. Break your glasses? No, no. Well, I didn't wear glasses full time okay. at that point. Okay. I would wear them a little bit, yeah. and then my eyes have just slowly gotten worse and worse and worse, and well, my, I can't see anymore. I couldn't see after the second grade. so. But I like turf and baseball, too. Okay, It's never been something I dislike. Yeah. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back... Would you like to talk about Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes first? I'm a Patrick Mahomes guy. Let's talk about him first. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back in this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I have a question for you, and I alluded to it a minute ago. If you are Andy Reid, if you were the Walrus, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Big Red, and at your disposal, you had maybe the NFL's greatest weapon, the NFL's greatest tool, and that is Patrick Mahomes. And you're getting ready for his third professional season, but second season as a starter. What do you do with him during the preseason? Because there is always the old thought that Okay, well, you can't just go into the season and and have not practiced at all or gone at game speed. But then there's also the other side saying, are you really going to play this guy in a game that doesn't mean anything when he can just get all the reps in practice? Where do you stand on what you would do with Patrick Mahomes? One game. And how much time are you giving him in this one game? Give him a quarter. Okay. I don't think he needs to play preseason. I really don't. To me, the preseason... 
ought to be two games, first of all. I think pre- four games in the preseason is a lot. It's too much. And I've heard this said on the baseball side of things before. I don't know if I've ever heard it on the football side, but I can remember George Brett saying that when it came to spring training in the 70s, that I know it was just a nice way to get warmed up, but he said we needed it because yeah. I stopped working out in October right, and sat there and drank beer and ate hot dogs until February and then right. got to go down to Florida and lose weight. Yeah. That it was literal spring training that they needed to get their bodies back in shape. Where now, there are no baseball players that sit around and don't exercise and don't and don't work on their arms and don't work on their swing. Everybody's constantly going. And I don't know if I've heard the same comparison for football, but I think it's almost true. And the thing to me, to me the NFL has, you know, voluntary camp, involuntary camp, mini camp, preseason camp. He's... You know, he's gone up against the defense enough in practice. Or him and Garrett Dieter have just gone and thrown yeah, passes yeah. at a they high school field. I don't think they need, you know, I don't think they need to play. I mean, this is for de- developing your – I think preseason is more for figuring out who your backup guys are. And it is, and I think that is a very important thing. And I have friends that are super into the preseason because they go, man, I love watching those guys that are in that 45 to 52 or 53 yeah. on the roster that – you don't know if they're going to make it or not, and that they're working hard, and somebody can earn an opportunity to be on an NFL 53-man But it's also a rip-off for the fans because they probably have to pay regular game prices. You do. So, that to me, that's a rip-off. Do you really think it's that big of a rip-off, though? Yeah, if you're seeing guys that aren't even going to be on the team, I do. I think it is. What about just the experience of being able to go to a game? Oh, I don't know. I- now, tickets, so let's put it this way, Steve. If you are a season ticket holder yeah. and you pay your package, let's say it's $100 a game. Okay. The preseason games are still $100, and your other games are as well. Mm-hmm. But if you're just a fan and you want to go watch them play, you can find $7 tickets to go to the games in the preseason. Well, I mean, if it's something cheap, you know. It'd... But you're still paying the 45 for parking. Yeah. And one reason why... I wouldn't be surprised if we don't change much with preseason games is, do you know how many events Arrowhead Stadium hosts a year? Lots. No. Really? It's not very many. Okay. So the Chiefs play eight regular season home games. Right. They play two preseason home games. Okay. So there's ten. Yeah. Those are ten days where they're busy. A possible playoff game. A possible playoff game or two. Yeah. So let's just book 12 days. Easy there, Steve. Mm -hmm. Slamming your cup on the microphone. Mm -hmm. So let's say 12 12 Chiefs games at Arrowhead Stadium. Then you throw in a Kenny Chesney concert one day. Maybe one other concert during the year. Aerosmith. Yeah, Aerosmith at Arrowhead. That would be a fun show. I think that'd be good. So 14 days where they have events. It's not very many. I thought they had more concerts than that. Not many. I mean, that's a big and then, stadium And there's concert. no soccer there now. Because they don't play soccer there anymore. Yeah. So you're looking at a stadium that sees money come into it 14 days a year. When you take one of them away, that's a pretty big hit. It's it's a good... It's a pretty big it's hit. A good, it's a good thing they haven't built a new stadium because Arrowhead's been there since, what, 70? Right around that time, maybe 72. And I've never understood why... In 25 years, teams built new stadiums. I'm sorry, you can't you can't tell me that you build a new stadium and it's only good for 25 years, like down in Atlanta. So my point with this is, Steve, 
there's probably going to be pushback from the NFL teams because that could be a, I don't know, $5 million night. I don't know how much money they make on a single game day. I don't either. But let's say it's $5 million, and they have 10 of them. So let's say $50 million. You take away one, you go from $50 million to $45 million. That's a substantial amount that you don't want to lose. Yeah. And so they'll say, yeah, we'll just throw all the second and third stringers out there for one of the games, and it doesn't matter. So I'm saying that there is going to be some pushback from NFL teams how many people to change you, it. How many people do you think go to an exhibition game? The, the two Chiefs games, they're not sold out. There's no, like, but they sell. I mean, in theory, a lot of them are sold out because it's season ticket holders. You have to buy them. Oh, okay. So the games are... A lot of the times, so close ticket, to sold season out. Season ticket holders do get the pre two preseason. You games? have to buy them. Oh, yeah, it's not a gift. Okay, you ha- whatever you pay for your tickets during okay. the regular season, you got to buy two more. Okay, and you got to buy the parking pass. So think about all the money that is on the line for just one of these home preseason games. They want to keep them. So back to our original point, you're saying that with Patrick Mahomes, you would just play him. One quarter of one game. That's enough for me. Would you make it a home game, or do you care which one it is? Home game. So you'd go the home game, whether it's the... Let's say you play your home games the fourth game and the second game. You'd play them the second game at home? Second game at home. Second game of the preseason? the fourth game, no starters play. Right. And the third game is typically the game that more of the regulars play, and then you give them a half or so. Yeah. I think I am in the opinion that he would never suit up for a preseason game. Okay. That I'd keep him on the sidelines, go sign autographs, kiss babies, go sit in the stands. That's all he's done all winter. I'll even tell Patrick Mahomes, hey, go get a beer or two and sit with some people in the stands. It's going to be good publicity. uh, Heinz 57 on it. I I think I would just say, we don't need you. You're going to come practice and keep working out. But on game days, I don't need you. And plus, not only I don't need him, but... I don't want him to play. Yeah. I don't want any chance that the grass field at Cincinnati, or let's see, where do they play? They're they home. play at Pittsburgh and at Green Bay. I don't want any chance that the Pittsburgh Steelers have a little rough patch in their grass Yeah. and Patrick Mahomes' ankle tweaks. Yeah. I don't want him to throw a ball where he goes, ah, that made my shoulder hurt. I don't want him to do any of that. Okay, let me ask you this. Then. Let's hear it. The Bullpups open the season September Sixth, I believe it is. Friday, September 6th. What about, do you play your starters in the Jamboree on the 31st at Valley Center? I think that is a little different because these are high schoolers. They're younger. Number one, they can recover quicker. Okay. But number two, there are some guys that are still trying to get adjusted to game speed. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to get adjusted to getting hit or hitting somebody. Mm -hmm. Where Patrick Mahomes, I don't want him to be hit. I don't want him to ever be hit. I don't want him to have to go hit people. I don't really even want him to have to work out. I don't want him to have any extra strain. He's 24. Where the guys that'll be playing on that Saturday morning in the Jamboree for Coach Pav and the Bullpups are 16, 17. Their bodies heal a little easier. And they haven't played as much. They need some of the extra reps. Patrick Mahomes, to me, does not need a rep. He does not need an extra rep. Is that a good enough answer? Sounds good to me. So, are you okay to hop on the bandwagon with me to say you're not going to play? I'd, I'd go for that. I said one game, but maybe he doesn't even need that one I just game. don't even think he needs it. Okay. I think they get enough work in seven-on-seven. Seven. Well, I think so. Too. I'm, 
And again, the pre, the practice, the preseason's so long. Right. I mean, you got to remember they play four games, but they practice two weeks before those four games. Then you have to take into a, in, into account the amount of games that Patrick Mahomes has played in his career, whether it is a seven-on-seven simulated game, whether it is real games in pads where he played 12 or 13 a year at Texas Tech. He has played, what, 17 games, 18, 19 games as a starting quarterback Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about him getting caught up to the speed. Just like with Tom Brady. If he didn't play one single snap in the preseason... He shouldn't play. No, he shouldn't. I think it makes more sense. Now, let's throw out another name. Chad Henney. Yeah, you should probably play in the preseason because... Is he you, even with the Chiefs still? He should be. Okay, I didn't know. He, he sat on the bench all last year. I thought he signed with somebody else. Chase Daniel, I need you to play a few games. Yeah. Anybody that's working for a job or maybe they're new. Let's say uh, Josh Rosen's not a good example. Sam Darnold. Dang. I need Sam Darnold to play a couple of quarters. Yeah. I need him to continue to get experience. It was not a good year last year. Any backups that there are or new guys... I want you to get adjusted to that early, but Pat Mahomes, take off the shoulder pads, go drink beer in the stands. I would much rather see him drink a 12-pack of beer in the stands than go out and play I don't think I want to see him drink 12 beers in the stands. I'd rather see that. That would make me feel better. Well, yeah. All right, Steve, let's take our final break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, sort of a weird day. Felt like a condensed show. Yeah. But we've got all sorts of good stuff coming up this week. Tomorrow, the bus. You I like, excited having, about I like that? having the, you know, we had Cody Stufflebean on last week. You know, we've had some high school athletes on. They do a good job. Cody did a great job. He did. In, in the words of one of our friends, he was blowing up. That sounds like a pistol coming. Yeah. The pistol. Not yeah. only, you know, Cody himself. Cody is blowing As a very popular person among he's gonna blow some fans. He's going to blow some people up in football this year, too. But we've seen lots of listens on that. The bus tomorrow going to be a lot of fun. Last thing before we leave. Tom Brady, over under 44 and a half, the age where he will stop playing. Which side do you want? I want the, let's see, what is he, 42? I don't know how I'm old taking, he is at this moment. I'm taking the over. I, I think he's going to go to 45. I think You think he can make it to 45? Yeah, he, want, he wants he's to. He's 42 now. He wants to set some kind of record for being the oldest quarterback ever to play. Of course, he, he's got a long way to go. George Blanda was 52, I think, when he was playing quarterback <laughs> for the Raiders. It's an and, old man. And he used to kill the Chiefs. That guy used to kill the Chiefs. At 52 years old. Yeah. Yeah, he was the kicker. But he was also the backup quarterback for the Raiders. A simpler time. Yeah, much simpler. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, 
Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.